Blog Talk Radio. Be 
Hello and good evening to you all. What's up to my eyes? Got a few people jumping on. Running a little late. Get on here. My computer was dead. I was like, oh, really? That's how we do it tonight. That's how we start <laughs> out. Anyway, we have a very, very good show for y'all tonight. We have the lovely ladies of Zeta, my sword, on the line. So you will hear some Z5. I was supposed to come on set and see the whole laptop thing to do my whole little routine off. Anywho, <laughs> we will we'll be talking about uh, mental health, getting you prepared for the mental health awareness uh, in the month of July. Uh, that's going to be in our second hour. We're also having a hot topic about what's going on with Nelly and his dad. Winfred is going to tell us what's going on in his mind first. We, have, we even have some music from Azada. So, yeah, blue and white takeover tonight. In your face, Winfred. <laughs> <laughs> um, before we get started, let me definitely introduce uh, myself and the others. I am Kel. And the co-host on with me tonight is Miss the lovely Miss Q Shaquilla Willis of Elegance by Design. How are you doing tonight, Miss Lady? Hey, boo. I am wonderful. <laughs> Excited for tonight. I had a I flew in here by the hair of my chinny chin chin too, sis. So I feel you. We made it work though. <laughs> in this fact. <laughs> <laughs> yes, man. Right. And what's up, Mister Winfrey? The panda burn. Hold on, I gotta do something. I gotta do something a little different tonight. High school water running through my veins. I'm getting tired. Right with pain. There we go. All right, I just have to make sure y'all know, even though it's gonna be a bunch of signals and zazers. We represent. Hey, side. Hey. All right. Okay. There we go. We're going to let this slide. Oh, I had to. Let me go ahead and say what's up to the AKA on my live. Miss Roro represented. She said, yes, honey, let them know. That, uh, <laughs> AKA to the presence of Officer Blue. That's what I'm talking so. about. <laughs> Greek Fest 2018 on the scoop on a Tuesday. On a Tuesday. <laughs> That's how we go. So, we're going to get started when I know you're ready to go ahead and get your topic going. So, I'm going to turn it over to Mr. Byrne. All right. So, this tonight, um, tonight's segment of What's It On My Mind is brought to you, of course, by The Money Mentor. Um, if you have not enrolled in uh, the How to uh, Prepare to Buy a Home to the 30-Day Money Mentor Makeover to the DIY Fix Your Credit course you need to, um, ASAP. Also, next Thursday, excuse me, next Monday, no, not Thursday, next Monday, I am hosting my very first Fix Your Finances couples-only training um, that's going to be, since it's my first time doing it, I'm doing it for $19.99 a couple. So if you want to be a part of it, you need to PayPal me, at the money mentor one at gmail dot com. That's the T H E money mentor one at gmail dot com. Monday only. We are doing fix my finances couple edition. This is a new class that I'm offering, and since I'm offering this the first time, 
It's $19.99. Y'all know how I do it. After that, the price goes up. So get into it ASAP. All right. So in this segment of What's on My Mind, I got to say that this week in the Scoop Nation as well as across social media and just in conversations, the talk has all centered around one topic, and that is that brothers don't feel like sisters care about them emotionally, and sisters don't feel like brothers care about them emotionally to protect them or in most any other way that there is possible. And so what I've been thinking is I've been thinking that in how can we bridge this gap of trying to what I call uh, race to the bottom, to, you know, to out-complain each other, to out-say who's, you know, who's in worse condition, black men or black women. And instead of continuing that discussion, in my mind, I've been thinking, how can we get to a point where we just build each other, respect each other, love each other, do what we need to do for each other? And so I came up with a list of things that I thought that we as men can do to do better. Um, and I'd like to get uh, Q and Q, your thoughts on my list, and I'd also like to get your list on what you think as women you can do better so we can change um, so we can change this this whole discussion uh, about what we can do. So here, I'm going to give you all my list real quick, and then first tell me what you all think about this list, tell, then tell me what you would add to the list, and then from there we'll flip it and talk about what ladies. So here's the list of the things that I think that as men we can do better. Um, not use them for sex and pretend while pretending we want relationships. Being absent, absentee fathers. Being silent when there's violence against them. Being silent when they're when they are being sexually abused, even in the family. Lead them spiritually. Not call them bees and other derogatory names. Be providers in the home. Listen to them and be present emotionally versus telling them their feelings are invalid or insignificant. Uplift them and don't remain silent if our boys are doing ladies wrong. So that's a short list of things that I have. I'm interested to see, Kels Q, what would you add to that list? Mm. <laughs> right. What was the very first one? I, it was kind of, what was the very first one on the list? Uh, excuse me. Um, the very first one? Yeah. Not use the, not use them for sex while pretending we want relationships. Oh, not using for sex while pretending to want relationships. Okay. I was trying to figure out what that comment was. Um, oh, God. I guess I would add to really be um, empathetic and put yourselves in in our shoes when we are talking about tough subjects. So not only listen to us, but actually think about it. If I was going through what she's going through now, ask myself, how would I react or how would I feel? I think if more people did that, then we can really get to treating each other how we want to be treated. Because we can keep saying listen all day, but if you're not actively listening or and really putting yourself in that position, you're not really, you know, really feeling or being objective and trying to figure out how, you know, the ladies are feeling about a situation. 
So that's like the first thing that popped into my head on that. Okay. What you got, Keith? Okay. So I'm looking over Wynn's list, and to be completely honest with you, I'm very happy with this list. This is a good list um, because you, you hit the bullet and less room for growth. So I'm here for that. Um, you did cover some of the basics that we always talk about as far as being providers and being leaders. Um, the one that I liked the most was listen to them and be present emotionally versus telling them their feelings are valid and significant. I think that does kind of piggyback on what um, Kel said as far as empathizing is concerned. And to answer your other ask of us, when what, how would we – um, what are some things that we could do as far as for men to help them along, to, to better support them? And I think this is kind of a twofold um, bullet point on this one. I think because, uh, and I mentioned this on the post yesterday, I think it was when I talked about trust and um, egos and emotions and how we deal with them in men and women. But I think we have to, as women, um, also learn to empathize in a new way with men as they begin to express themselves to us. We have to be willing to understand that it's not necessarily going to come in the template that we expect or that we're used to, but um, baby steps are better than no as far as communication is concerned and beginning to express ourselves. So while we ask for that empathy, because I definitely think that it's needed, and I think a lot of women feel that we're not giving empathy because men are bottled up in a lot of ways and feel like, well, I don't get it, so why should I give it? And we have to look past the defense in that and listen to what they're really saying. When they're saying, well, I don't get it, they're saying, well, I should have had it at some point and it's not being done for me, so why should I give you that grace? Which is a fair, it may not always feel the most mature process, but it is a fair feeling for men to have. So I think we can be as empathetic as we expect when we ask our men to share with us to answer that other part of your question. That's all. What do you think what women should do differently? I think one of the things, and I, I know me and you have discussed this amongst ourselves before, is that women, we have to start, we have to start training ourselves to think more logically because most men think like that. Uh-huh. So have to try to remove emotion from every single thing or remove that, that you know, I'm going to create this situation in my head. We we live in our heads. and. Yep. I think for us to get out of our heads and the, to really be logical with situations arise, that that will help us be able to even communicate better with men because we're communicating off of some things that aren't, you know, really factual. It's what we've created or, what, or how we interpreted it instead of just saying, okay, let me remove the emotion out of it and just see what, you know, what it is. And so I think that would go a long way if we – kind of get out, of our head, get out of our heads and really, you know, express ourselves logically to men. You know what's interesting that you say that is, is I'm thinking as a man I get, and I'm not, I understand I'm not, I'm not typical in this regard, but it's, it's interesting because I get stuck in my head being logical sometimes. Like sometimes the, 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 
cross between logic and emotion, like, keep, will bottle me up to the point where I get stuck in my head. Or as I'm working through the whole logical piece, sometimes it gets stuck in my head and then until I'm able to properly communicate or logically, or I would say logically communicate what I'm trying, what I'm thinking, I don't say anything. And so I think that's an interesting point that you just made because of that. So interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Yeah, I just think, you know what, I just think that we spent enough time trying to tear each other down or not be, you know, or to say who's, you know, who's in the worst condition. Like, yeah. we all, and I'm going to say this is, is, is nice. No, I'm going to say I feel like we all broke. We all emotionally wounded. We all, you know, got some, got mama and daddy issues. We all, you know, no, I'm, you know we all got you know, in this country, some form of post, you know, post-traumatic slavery syndrome. Probably all of us got some, you know, some form of something. So we all need, on some level, each other to, you know, what I mean, to help build one another. So why am I sitting here trying to spend my time arguing with who is protected more and who is, you know? And I think here your post kind of kick, kick this, kick that off for me to say. Look, we we all actually with one of the one of your comments was something about um, how we're all seeing it from our perspective, but not seeing it from the other person's perspective. And because we refuse to do that, we stay right where we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and why I asked really the question the way that I did. For those of you who don't know or who aren't in the scoop, you should be number one. Um, <laughs> number two, uh, Monday I posted a question. I asked. Ladies, do you feel as though, I said, no. Do women have egos? Do women get to have egos? If so, are they protected? Do men get to have emotions? And if so, are they respected? And it kicked off quite a conversation because, you know, ladies are known to have the emotions. That's just like a given. We get emotions. But we don't really get to talk about our egos. That's kind of pushed down, whereas it's the opposite for men. But it does not remove the fact that each of us have egos and each of us have emotions. How we choose to receive those pieces of the other is, I think, where we come into a lot of our combat because we don't expect it from the other. So it's foreign. And, you know, we run from what we don't, um, what we don't recognize. But we recognize it. It's just we recognize it. It's just not from the other. It's, it, we all have it. So I just wanted us to open up to that that thought process, and I think it was a really good combo. I'm I was I was proud of that post. And I I just piggybacking off of what what uh, Wilson was saying earlier, even going into your your post too, is that I mean tonight we're talking about you know mental health and mental well being, and we know that that is still as we know it's wrong, but it's still kind of taboo amongst you know black people in the black community and our families. It's taboo to talk about it. And I always joke and say, you know, men, if you, you know, you always say women are emotional. Well, if you know we're emotional, then just be patient and let us get our little emotional outburst out. Mm-hmm. Um, the same thing with men. If we know men have egos and we know they're going to feel some type of way, if we come at them a certain way, we know this. So take the time to think about what you're saying and, to, you know, again, put yourself in their shoes. If you realize that we all have these mental issues and, and that maybe even triggers 
um, that just tear the conversations that we try to have down. So I think even recognizing that there are mental issues within the community should make people be a little bit more sensitive to other feelings. Because we'll get on there, even when we have our discussions in the group, I mean, some comments are just so hateful. You guys really do have to say it like that. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm very blunt, and I have to change what I type or say sometimes too. Sometimes blunt is needed, but I mean, yeah. everybody can work on having a better delivery when it comes to talking to each other. So, yeah, and I think I think it's and, you know, and the truth be told, some, some people just not. Uh, I think the thing I've had to come to, to the conclusion. Some help is that everybody's not going to get on on this train. But if we decide, if if we decide, if every if enough people say, listen, I'm going to keep my space, and I'm only going to keep my, you know, I'm going to surround myself with people who think like this. That's mm-hmm. it. I'm, I'm good. Everybody else got to go to the, you know, I'm not going to allow this toxicity into my life. Um, then I think we'll start to see some change. And the people yep. who don't do it, they just they just go and be by themselves. Yep. You have to be. You are in charge of what you allow in your, your you know, the energy that's around you. And you know, you look kind of silly arguing with somebody when they tell you to grow up. <laughs> like if a person is telling <laughs> you, like, grow up. You know what I mean? Like, are you really going to sit here and argue to stay in that place when a person is trying to elevate you? Like. Like, come on, y'all. Let's 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 come on with it. So I think I think that will let's grow up, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> but then again, yeah. if somebody but, hasn't grown, somebody hasn't grown up, why you can't meet them where they're at? You know what well, I mean? I Is it gonna hurt it, you? You can meet a person yeah. to that where they are to the point of no, I'm not gonna change you. But if you don't want to participate in that, and when they ask you why. You say because I'm not here in this place anymore, I've moved past this. It's not necessarily saying you're wrong, but it's saying, like, dude, I don't have to come back. You're not going to make me feel bad because I don't do this anymore. If that's who you are, okay, cool. But because I don't want to do this doesn't make me, you know, stuck up or square or uptight or whatever just because I don't want to do that. I'm not knocking you for doing that. But don't be mad at me because I don't. So maybe my saying grow up was too harsh because I hear what you're saying on that. It's just a matter of don't be mad at me or look like I'm trying to be something bigger or putting myself above you because I don't want to do that is, I guess, what I'm trying to say. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. So my best. thank you for calling me out on that. I appreciate that. Yeah. And, I, and I, you know what? And let me say this. Let me say this last, this last piece because I think what just happened is actually – was, was, was I was about to say is, and to end this segment is that I think also in this space is not to say that at all times we got to be walking around singing kumbaya and you know and getting rose petals. There's there's plenty of space for truth and honor and you know what in this in this whole thing. It's just to do it in love and with respect. Like I want you better. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I want us to be better. I don't want us to necessarily, again, I don't want us to pretend like there are no issues. I just want us to address the issues in a way that says, I love you enough that, you know, even if, you, if you're in a certain place, then that means, fine, I'm going to love you where you're at, but, that means, but there are just certain things I just can't do with you 
while you're in that space because it's because it hurts me. It hurts me yeah. to the place where I can't allow myself to be in that space. So, um, so again, it's still it's still spaces for truth. It's still spaces for correction. It's still sp- uh, space for that, and you know where we can't, you know, we don't have to call each other. But I can love you and still say, just like you said, like I think you're wrong. Okay, that's cool. I appreciate that. I appreciate you for showing me a, a spot, a blind spot that I didn't see. Mm-hmm. So, so, all right, good discussion, y'all. That was just what's on my mind this week. So, again, um, we're going to uh, move it on to our next segment, um, which is our first song of the night. Um, the first song of the night is one of our favorites. Uh, it is by it is, uh, Detroit Kill B's Chris Brown. So, y'all go ahead and groove with us. And then after that, we're going to jump into this hot topic. Uh, and, oh, and by the way, if you have any questions or comments during the entire show, please call in at 929-477-2304. That's 929-477-2304 and press the number 1 so we know that uh, you have a question or a comment. Again, this is uh, Chris Brown by Detroit. Kilby will be right back after the song. Jam.
like Joey B in close parentheses. See him causing havoc, ain't no prodigy to the saga. President Black Lambo Blue, so who is you? Work, 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 dancing out the pot. Chris Brown, it's all up on my coat. Chris Brown always takes us to that crunk place. <laughs> I appreciate that. Before Hot Topic, it ain't, ain't nothing more on with a little crunkness before we get into the ratchetness. No. <laughs> so my topic um, tonight uh, was opposed by one of our active members, Mr. Will Bradley. Will is probably listening somewhere in his truck. I don't somebody's live right now. So definitely want to give a big shout out to him. Uh, the Hot Topic is always brought to you by Curvy Kitten Clothing, where self-reflection is perfection. You can get your own Curvy Kitten items at www.curvykittens.com. So this is how the post reads. Um, he says, I never thought Nelly from St. Louis would get so emotional after his pop kicked it with his ex-woman, Ashanti, at a concert. He told his father it's over with. He is not paying any more of his bills. Nelly said his father always does what he wants to do, and he's never, and was never there for him growing up. He was so hurt, he said, that his mother was the one who came to all of his football games and supported him and was in his corner when he was a child. Who was in the wrong? Ashanti for executing the plan she knew would stab her ex-boyfriend in the heart. Again, this is hearsay. We don't know if Ashanti had a plan. Cornell um, Haynes Sr. for hanging out with Ashanti, knowing that she broke Nelly's heart in the past. Or Nelly himself were not charging it. Maybe taking Ashanti to the game and moving on with his life. Or charging Ashanti to the game and moving on with his life and getting out of the way off in his feelings. Um, but we do know for sure that Nelly did blast his dad on social media. He made a post on Twitter. And then he shared the Twitter post on his Instagram about his dad not being there, that he wasn't taking care of him anymore. And that, but the discussion we had was who was in the wrong in the situation. So I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Win first. This is kind of a to me a father son risk uh, is is you know kind of is serious because um, that should be a special bond you know a father son has. So what's your take on it? What's your take on the whole situation with the beef with Nelly and his dad and? I mean, do you think Ashanti, you know, played a part in it and all that good stuff? Mm. Mm. <laughs> mm. I think I think Pops is wrong. I think Pops is wrong, Fred. If you know, you know, you know what you know what your son is like. 
and him and Asante, if this is true, they've been broke up for like ten ten years. Yeah. Like uh, she don't she don't really owe him anything. There's no you know what I'm saying, like she she don't owe him anything. So no. I don't think I don't think she, I think like if he was now let me if he was doing something that was against the code, that's one thing. Like mm-hmm. I mean she was she she didn't do nothing against the code. That was more like your dad your boss did, so Mm-hmm. Good. Okay. So you think pops are in the wrong? Um, Alyssa on my live said she thinks they're both in the wrong. But you say you think pops are in, is in the wrong. I think pops is in. The, I don't think. I mean, my ex your ex girlfriend does not owe you any loyalty. You know what I mean? Like it's nice, but I mean, you talking about your old man here? Like he knows something is, is that you don't like something, and he does it anyway. He in the wrong. Your ex again. Your ex girlfriend don't owe you nothing. Y'all broke up. All that. All that ended. That the best you can hope for is that she don't tell all your business, you know. But she don't. You, she don't really owe you to not be around people to protect your feelings once she's not in the room. And he don't either. You know what I'm saying? If, if this was reverse, he wouldn't owe her anything either. Okay. So what? What you think? I think if anybody is wrong, it would probably be, I think if anybody is wrong, it would probably be the dad. And I say that because I clicked on the video that um, Will shared. I had questions, and I said so. So he he gave me a link. <laughs> so I clicked on to the link, and I saw Nelly's post that he shared, and then I saw the Instagram story that is supposedly the thing that has him all pissed off and in his feelings. From what mm-hmm. I saw, he, it looked like Ashanti realized that he was in the audience maybe and had him, did the respectful thing because Ashanti and Nelly were together for like ever. So if Nelly was trying to bridge a relationship with the dad, I'm sure Ashanti knows who this man is. So she does. She can still be respectful regardless of the fact that they're not together anymore and acknowledge that his dad was there. I watched the video. She didn't call him daddy and wasn't all over him, fawning over him like they were dating or anything like that. She was laughing. It was very respectful, very hee-hee-ha-ha, you know, put you on the gram, you good, okay, and we're moving on. Like, she probably kissed him on his cheek, and he went one way and she went the other. It's not like they were popping bottles in VIP, and she's his new arm candy. So I think Nelly, like, needs to chill. You know, whatever he he and his daddy issues may be, he should keep that with his daddy. I don't think Shanti has much to do with this at all. If anything, she just got caught in the middle of his daddy fooling around with Nelly trying to get at him. So, I don't know. I don't think I, – I think it would have been extra for her to, like, ignore him. You know, no, she didn't have to go out of her way to speak to him, but like Wynn said, she doesn't owe him any courtesies of saving any faith for him. If she was raised to respect your elders and acknowledge him when you see him, I don't think it should have gone out – you know, it shouldn't have been anything. You know, people could discuss her being on the Instagram story, but shit, that, sorry. <laughs> That's her faith. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> and they haven't been together for like 50, 11 years. So she should not still be having to check with Nelly and his feelings if she decides to make a post, a 15-second post or whatever on her on her Instagram. I, think. I, wanted, to mention, I wanted to mention some comments from the actual post. Uh, Ms. Ebony says she took a pic with the man and Nelly got, got all emotional in her car Thomas voice. <laughs> I hope there's a good backstory because Nelly is tripping. Stop putting that man's business out there like that. Um, let's see. 
Uh, said, see, uh, another, see, Norman said, seemed like Pops was never really there. Nelly was front money with being all on his ex and social media. Don't know what extent. Uh, pissed him off, and, ha- and now the money is off. Pops better hope. Saki <laughs> is tricky. I didn't read that whole comment. Oh, I read it out loud. <laughs> See? Orlando oh. says, don't say it's wrong, but it, it looks like bad optics. And Chan says there are rules of engagement and everything. That's the only two comments I have, Kel. Yeah, um, Alyssa did follow up with her comment that says that Pops was wrong for going there and Nelly for taking it to Twitter like that. Now, my whole take on the situation is this. If I feel like, and I say this all the time, when people get into it and they start, like, going, you know, hitting below the belt like Melly did to his dad, he's been waiting. He's been waiting for dad to mess up. Because he uh-huh. had some posts ready. And he was like, you were never there. The money is off. I'm done with you. Then he came back. And another thing, my mom was there for me. You didn't come to any game. You know, he went off. Like, he was. He did go into a rant. Um, and I shared the link on my live to the um, the People uh, article um, on People.com. But, you know, to air the, the dirty laundry like that right now does seem a little, I don't know, a little more rude of Nelly, but I do, I feel like it was going to happen at some point that that was just, and somebody, somebody else might have mentioned that, that that was just like the straw that broke the camel's back. Like he, he, you know, has an issue with his dad and never really came out. Um, and so maybe seeing him on the Shanti's, you know, Instagram just harbored some, some feelings and he wanted to put it all out there and just, he had an excuse to be mad. Um, so that would make me. Oh, and y'all know I'm always kind of partial to dads for some reason because I'm so close with my dad. <laughs> if uh, I see your dad like that, he's looking all old. You almost, video. you almost said that's my daddy. You know, I'm so sorry, daddy. Huh? What'd you say? You almost said you almost said like it was my daddy. Who ain't your daddy? I know they might, but you know I just feel so I feel so sorry for him because he just looks like you know he's trying to. But you could tell in the video that Ashanti and her team or friends or whatever, you know, really trying to make Pops feel welcome and make him feel good. They was like, oh look at look at uh Pops, Mr. Haynes with his he coordinating. Look at his shoes. So you know you could tell it really was nothing. It was nothing disrespectful to Nelly going on in that video. So. Oh, I want to have to throw the flag on Nell, on Nelly Nell. And Nelly, you know, I have a soft place in my heart for Nelly, too, because Nelly came back with some guns. Y'all remember Nelly came out? He was a little scrawny. He, 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 he got back. Nelly came back. He got back. He started working out for something, and the guns took over. I was like, Nelly? Really? I'm wondering there might be an imbalance with the hormones or something and what the supplements that he's taking. No, I'm playing. Now I'm going, I'm retracting everything I said earlier about accepting men and Amos. <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I don't quite understand his, his rant on this one. It was a lot of pent up. They need a therapy couch. They need a counselor's couch and we should have. That's what I suggest happened to the Nelly crew. <laughs> Let that be. There was a there was another comment. Um, let's see, another. And this is a comment that actually kind of agrees with what I said uh, from Miss uh, Gabretta. It says Nelly is being petty. Dad was just having a good time. 
Ashanti is wrong if she was trying to get a ride at Nelly. Nelly was already tired. He just wanted an excuse. If Nelly is in a new relationship, he should be over that. Evidently, he's still in love. But, yeah, I don't even think Nelly was even that upset about it being Ashanti. I really believe that his relationship with his dad is tense, and that might have just been a trigger. You know, I don't think he's. Yeah, it's like you said, it's been a long time since him and Ashanti have been together. I don't think she would just do anything to try to make him mad, and I don't think he'd be that bothered. So Mm -hmm. I think his relationship with his dad is is strained, and he was looking for something. Well, maybe not even looking. It's just that was just a trigger. That was a trigger that made him go off, and that Mm -hmm. he did. He (laughs) nearly went all the way left on his social media. But I don't think, you know, I, I always feel sorry for, even if your parents did you wrong, I just always kind of feel sorry for, you know, parents, especially if they're older, and this happened so long ago. If they're trying to make amends and you blast them on social media, they they can't use social media like you can. You know what I mean? Like, that just seems so harsh. Well, so harsh. Yeah. 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 It was messy. It was just really messy, I thought. Yeah. You know your, you know your, you know your, uh, you know your old man can't use if my father just started using Facebook stories, now you're going to get on there and blast them like that. Right. You don't even fight back. You know, that's the thing you watch. He don't even know to tag nobody. He's trying to figure out how to tag people still, and you and you going to throw some blows like this. Mm-mm. Orlando says, did the daddy say this here should be my daughter, or did Ashanti do something to, the, to Nelly's kids? If the answer is no, then Nelly is being extra lame and doing the most, and that's that. Um, Chance says, how does one take care of a parent never there for them? That's kind of what I got, too. You know what I'm saying? At some point, there had to be some type of, we're going to wipe the slate clean, and we're going to try and have a relationship, even if there was that past. So if you've been taking care of this man for 20 years, you had to have had some Mm -hmm. conversation at some point. So now for you to retract all of that and, and, and bring up old stuff in, in Cicely's words, you know what I'm saying? It right. just seems it's real, it's real petty and very lame. I agree. I agree. Y'all think, wait a minute, but do y'all think that, Dad probably ain't even seen it yet? Y'all think? Right. He probably ain't. 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 He he probably over there trying to. He probably replying on Facebook. He don't know what to click. And Twitter be moving fast. I'm like, if the post was on Twitter, I would. I know I'd have been lost. I wouldn't have never known my child had said something about me on Twitter. Cause Twitter moves fast. How y'all keep up with Twitter? I right. Like, I like I the, uh, it looked like the what do you call the uh, the stock market? That's what Twitter looked like. <laughs> it be rolling. Who wins? I'm on Twitter like, who wins it? What stocks are up? What's the doubt? Yeah. It's a bull market. What is going on? Yeah, I like what does that mean? Yeah. And y'all know how I yeah. am with notifications. Twitter lasts for me all the 30 minutes on my phone. I have to get on there and get out. I can't. I have to uninstall the whole app. That's a thousand things a minute. Nope. I'm not doing yep. that. Right. Right. Nope. But so do you have to feel... Uh, go ahead. Yeah. What you saying, mm. No, I was just saying. Do y'all even feel that? I don't. Celebrities 
when they when they go to these issues with their parents or any kind of family members, I just think that you already know what your celebrity is. I don't even think that it's right for them to even put. There's so much of your life that's not private anyway. So why would you invite, you know, people into some dramatic, probably the most hurtful, mm-hmm. you know, part of their life? Like now everybody knows you have daddy issues. I didn't know you had issues with your dad, you know, before now. So uh, I'm gonna be what, honest. What do you think about that? Stuff, when I see stuff like this, I get a little petty because in my mind, I'm thinking. You got enough money to go to counselor. So, right. Um, quit, quit, get off of Twitter. You know, <laughs> expressing your expressing yourself. Go, go sit down. Like you know, like you want to feel bad, but then I think like you just, you don't even have regular people problems. You, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> this is a regular person problem. Like my daddy wasn't yeah. there for me. Like sit down. <laughs> but I know, that, and I know that's wrong to feel like. I know it's wrong to feel right. like that, y'all. But that's, I have a petty moment when I see it, like because I have to, I have to come back, like let's they have problems too. But in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, like you y'all been talking for 20 years. You've been sending him uh-huh. checks for 20 years. You mean to tell me that in 20 years you couldn't have paid, you know, the 99 dollars for a session, and y'all yep. couldn't talk out, talk y'all issues out. But instead, you want to put this. On Twitter, because it, it sounds like something like either you want to get back with Ashanti, or you got you, you don't want to expose your daddy issues. Come on, man. But that's the thing. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, Nelly. So Nelly's now girlfriend, wife, whoever, probably she probably side on him too. You just started all this mess. That you got mess at home. Yeah, right. Let me let me see a post. You bet. You that mad? Cause she in a picture with your dad. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's really wondering, is it her? Is it that he still take? Like, what is it? Is uh, he? Everybody mm-hmm. got questions. He created a ball of confusion. For nothing. What? Yeah. Oh, hold on. Why? Why is he still following Ashanti? I'm wondering, did someone send this to him, or are you still friends with her? Like, if you don't get off of her page, you know. What I'm saying? <laughs> 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 <laughs>
Don't show the pictures. Because you're going to expose the homies. Don't do it. Don't do it. No. Now we need to know. Now we need to find Nelly's girlfriend's uh, Twitter and Instagram. Because she probably on her page going off. We don't even know the it yet. Seven, 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 seven. So she's talking and cash. My man. Hey, look, yeah. my man is on a shot on his ex's page talking about what she's doing with his family. And meantime, mm-hmm. I'm the one taking care of it. Like, I just hit it the whole entire thing. I feel so good. Bro, you should just let that work. You know, on Love and Hip Hop next season. Watch. Let Watch. Go. Watch. Let it go. She done made a meme that says, <laughs> what do you do? When your ex, when your uh, men get mad because his ex took a picture with his dad. Come out, come out. Hashtag let's go. Hashtag let's go. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm writing. Nelly, let me go to camera real quick. I'm gonna get it. Let me go to let me go to Canva. I'm gonna send I'm gonna DM it to her real quick. I get the party for her. Let me let me get that thing <laughs> that mean real quick. <laughs> Look, that's that's one of the ones where you just if you just if you if you uh if you never that's one of the ones where you just suck it up and just keep moving. That's it. Now you know what another question another question I had was was Nell was uh Ashanti at a show? Was she performing? Is Ashanti still doing concerts? Mm-hmm. Is she what? Somebody the stage girl. Somebody. Yeah. Right. What does Ashanti really oh, hold on, let's go look at her catalog real quick. <laughs> quick. Ashanti out there still singing baby, 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 honey. Let that go. That's the new Carvey Keaton uh, tune. We just took over that. And she had this. Didn't she just come up with an album? Ashanti? Yeah. Ashanti? I don't know if Ashanti came out with an album. I don't know. Let's see. Let me slide over to my Instagram real quick. No, 2014. 2014 was the last one. But I thought I saw her. I thought, okay, she got plenty out. I didn't realize how many she did. She does a lot of photo ops from what it looks like. She ain't doing a whole lot of singing from what I can see. Uh, she takes a lot of pictures, lots of photo shoots. What is she? No promo, though. I'm wondering, is there a fashion she, line coming? She got like 12, 12 CDs. I did not know Ashanti did as many CDs. Ashanti was out there. Ashanti was riding her first and she broke up with Nelly. She got like 12 albums. That's all right. I'm she sorry. 12 my bad. 12. That's somebody lying. Ashanti ain't got 12 albums. Ashanti got 12 songs. Somebody's lying. Somebody's lying. The truth ain't in them. Because Ashanti got 12 songs. I know she ain't got 12 albums. No, Ashanti no. got twelve I'm, singles that came out. Brave, look, two thousand Brave Hearts, Declaration, Preet Rose, Chapter Two, Ashanti, Ashanti's Christmas, The Vault, Can't Stop, Collectible by Ashanti, A Wonderful Christmas with Ashanti. Hold on, where where it go? Seven Series Family by Ashanti, The Best of Ashanti, Back to Back. Ashanti and Tony no. Braxton. Uh-uh. Yeah. 
That's made up. Ashanti, I ain't never heard none of Ashanti's Christmas songs on a Motown Christmas on Pandora. I ain't heard one Christmas song from Ashanti on Pandora. So I don't believe it. They hyping her little profile up. They making up stuff. We know people make us up trying to beef it up. Yeah, but uh, she did a sample with Tony Braxton. Now she got her on her on her resume. Like I did an album with Tony. What did it say? What did it say? I apologize. I was out of line, honey. You got twelve albums, but I missed got nine, ten of them. It says she has two albums, six soundtrack albums, five studio albums, and three compilation albums. So we may not, if you're not on the Shanti radar, like if you're not just checking for her, you're going to miss about half of that. You're only going to get about five yeah. of the studio maybe. You probably got three of the five studios in the first place. I couldn't have named any of those other than Ashanti. Like I couldn't have told you any of the names of any of these albums aside from the self-titled Ashanti. That's all I got. But, yeah. <laughs> well, got a little you know what? Yeah. We gave Ashanti a little play. Ashanti needs to send us a little. We need to get a couple of royalties off. We gave her a little time to that. Ashanti, we got a little time. We did. <laughs> but now we have to move on. That has been our hot topic. Y'all know how we do. We like to have a good time. Throw in a little ratchet and a little bit of intelligence with our hot topics. Thank you to uh, Mr. Will Bradley for uh, bringing that to our attention as a group. So, staying with our blue and white theme on the scoop tonight, we are our next song is by one of my stars, Miss Leah Joel, <laughs> and this is Control Freak. And right after this, we will be getting into our uh, mental health uh, portion of the show. Right after this.
Kelsey. That is one of our very own Scoop family Zetas in the building. That was Leah Joelle McClish with uh, Control Freak. Sorry, Leah Joelle with Control Freak. I love that song. That has been like one of my favorites since forever. <laughs> forever, ever. All right. So, as you all know, as Kells and Wim let us know, we have the Zetas in the building on this evening um, to help. Uh, they actually help motivate this topic on this evening. This segment is sponsored by the Zeta Phi Beta Sorority, and I want to tell you a little bit about them before I bring on our guests this evening. So for those of you who don't know, <clears throat> Zeta Phi Beta was founded on the campus of Howard University on January 16, 1920. The international uh, the sorority's international programs such as Z-Hope, Zeta's Helping Other People Excel Through Mind, Body, and Spirit, serve to empower people from all walks of life. As the sorority moves towards its centennial, it retains its original zest for excellence. It espouses the highest academic ideals, and that has resulted in its members serving in groundbreaking roles in all fields of endeavor. About <clears throat> Azai New Zeta was awarded a certificate of charter on March 10, 1989, under the leadership and authority of then-international president Eunice S. Thomas. Some projects in which the chapter participated were Adopt a Family, a Career Fair, and College Entrance Exam Preparation Program. The chapter provided Christmas presents and delivered a dinner basket to a needy family. Other original community service projects included um, Happy Feet, Happy Hands, Shoes and Pencils were collected and donated to needy children, Prematurity Awareness Day, chapters all over the world host programs for this National Zeta Phi Beta Sorority Incorporated, Incorporated Initiative to raise community awareness about the importance of prenatal care. <clears throat> Strides for Your Heart is a program where um, it's actually a free group fitness activity where they provide healthy snacks and encourage participants to enjoy a leisurely two-mile walk. Pajamas, Books, and Joy, a program where the chapter adopts a group of children and provides each child with a new pair of pajamas and a book. The project promotes literacy and family bonding by encouraging families to read together before bed each night. That is amazing. So without further ado, I just want to say I appreciate and shout out to the Zetas for all that you are doing in the community because that right there is impressive. Kelsey, before I go forward with our guest, do you have anything you'd like to add before I go forward? <laughs> oh. <clears throat> right. <laughs> I'll represent this. Go, go, go. <laughs> I got tickled. I'm sorry, y'all. Anyway, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so I revert back to 98. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So without further ado, I want to go ahead and get into tonight's topic, um, which is mental health and how it affects us in our relationships. And we have brought on a really, really, like she comes super highly esteemed. So I'm excited to talk with her on this evening. Um, but our special guest is Nicole Watson. She has worked in mental health and addictions for 23 years and holds a master's degree in human relations from the University of Oklahoma. She holds a license as an LPC, LPC supervisor, LADC, LADC supervisor, and she is a certified <clears throat> ADSAC assessor. Her areas of interest are trauma, addictions, depression, anxiety, co-occurring disorders, and at-risk populations. Yes, that is what I'm talking about. Without any other delays, <laughs> welcome school family, Nicole Watson. How are you this evening? <clears throat> Thank you. I am doing great. 
Good, good. We are so, so thankful that you could join us on this evening to discuss this topic, for sure. Have you, uh, I don't know if you had a chance to listen to our hot topic or not. Did you Did you have a chance to hear Kels discuss the Nelly and Dad situation? Yes. <laughs> we would like yes. to know what you
Now, what was your your question was, how does our mental health affect our relationships? Uh-huh. Yes. Yes. Um, well, yes. my thoughts on that is, and also in, in working with couples and families, when we have some unresolved trauma, when there's addiction, when there is depression, anxiety, there are a lot of different mental health issues that we have. If we don't address those, they can drastically impact our relationships. So if I'm depressed and I'm always in the bed and I don't ever want to go anywhere, that can also be, that can be a hindrance in our relationships. Romantic also with our friendships. A lot of times people lose friends when they are having um, severe depression because they never, they, you, you tend to isolate yourself from people. You really do. Makes it very hard to engage. Yes. And then also, if you've had any type of childhood childhood trauma, rape, incest, any of those things, those can also impact romantic relationships. And if you haven't dealt with those and you're not in touch with that, that's what's impacting your relationship. That can either cause you to be more clingy or even be more um, standoffish with a partner. Right. Thank you. <clears throat> Kels, I think you have a question. Yes, I do have a question. This is Kels. Uh, thanks again for coming on. I have a question about, um, and I'm trying to make sure I pronounce <laughs> this condition correct. Um, okay. Oh, my gosh. Hold on. Uh, it's a condition, and I think I have it. I've diagnosed myself now, but oh. it's the, uh, oh, my gosh. Where noises, like certain noises, repetitive noises, make like trigger you to be angry or anxious. And I'm trying to Google it real quick, but uh, when I was doing some research on it, it was saying that before they came up with this term, that it was they thought that was a form of bipolarism. That if these, you know, like if someone is chewing gum or popping gum or someone is smacking on their food, things like that, that make you have all these emotions, that that was a form of Bipolarism, but now they've given it its own name. Um, mm-hmm. And so, maybe you can even just talk about what is like the clinical uh, definition or of bipolarism, and what are the symptoms. And then I'm going to research this name and give it to you. <laughs> Mysophonia. Is it misophonia? Misophonia. Yeah. I don't want to call it misophonia. Yes. Misophonia. Yes. Okay. Now that is uh, relatively new, but it they definitely have di- It is a diagnosis. It's a term, and they are coming up with different therapy modality modalities to help people with this disorder. Now that is, I'm glad that you said that um, that they once thought it was bipolar. That's one issue that keeps people from seeking mental health treatment is misdiagnosing. They're afraid that they're going to be labeled and called out. And bipolar really does it can mimic several other things. Even if you're having some medical issues, we tend to get diagnosed with more severe mental health issues. Now bipolar usually is care it you can have mixed episodes 
where um, you there's mania, which is elevated mood, like you're feeling up, like you're on the top of the world. You have an increase in goal-directed activities. You can stay up for at least seven days in a row. You can, like, you just have this sudden burst of energy that never stops. Mm-hmm. And then you also have the depressed, you also have can have a depressed episode, which usually lasts at least two weeks where you lost interest in all activities, difficulty getting out of the bed, extreme fatigue, difficulty with concentrating, memory, those type of things. Now, bipolar is a little bit different because it's, um, you have those extreme in your mood. But there are some people who don't have the extreme mood swings, so they have mm-hmm. different levels of, of bipolar as well. So I always tell people the Internet is, has so much good information on it. However, it's important that if you feel like you have a mental health disorder to go in and get properly diagnosed. We do have some assessment tools and some screening tools that will help us to determine what diagnosis is fitting the behaviors. Okay. Did that did that answer your question a little bit? Yeah, that cleared up because I have misophonia, but I'm gonna go. Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna go get clinically tested. I don't think it's yeah, I was gonna say <laughs> we have to be but, careful. Like my like my physician, my family doctor told me. He told me. He said, Nicole, stay off the internet if you're not feeling well. Thank you. Thank you. I have myself well diagnosed with everything under the sun. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Kel is on WebMD. She ain't, ain't nothing wrong with her, but she getting old. And, and me. Uh, <laughs> no, but I'm saying that. But no, 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 because when I when that when that term came up, I was like, oh my gosh, there's other people in the world. I would never never even tied it to anything mental. So that still is a you know a learning experience to let me know, hey, if that's something that really triggers you and it bothers you every day of your life, you need to go get get it checked out. They need to come up with a cure for it. I know that. That's what they need to come up with. So here, here's my question, Nicole. Um, so we're, we're we're with this whole with all of the thing with all of the recent uh, high high level high high amounts or maybe not even higher amounts, but the more we're hearing more and more about suicide. Are you seeing anything, or like what are some of the things that you're seeing or that we can um, see in? see beforehand that might be preventative things to help people with suicide and who are struggling with serious, excuse me, with serious depression? Well, I would tell you some signs to look out for if they are, if they are frequently talking about wanting to die or killing themselves and, and expressing that they feel hopeless and don't have a reason to live. And also they talk about being trapped and they, trapped with unbearable pain like they just really want to get away get away from it mm-hmm. uh they especially if you have somebody who has um a medical problem if they talk about feeling like they're a burden on their family and their loved ones giving away their prized possession and then also if you've had a person who has really had a really struggle with coming to terms with an issue but then they suddenly become really calm and and find peace like they that they have accepted it and there's a, just a sudden peace. Now grief is a separate issue so that they can progress to that, but this is different. It's almost like they start giving you um 
like a farewell speech, like they're not going to see you anymore, telling you how much they appreciate you. Um, start look, looking out for things like that, especially if you know that they have been depressed or they have recently struggled with a very emotional issue. It could be losing everything because some people who are in a lot of financial stress and are going to lose their house and their car and all of those things, that can cause them to feel highly stressed and um, want to commit suicide. And if you recognize those signs in the loved one and you can see those changes in behavior, it's important to talk to them and ask them about how they're feeling. A lot of times people feel like if we ask the person if they feel like hurting themselves or if they are suicidal, that that's going to put the idea in their mind. No, mm-hmm. we need to open the, we need to open the door, open up a dialogue and be supportive and not condemning. And um, when we, when we talk to them, we, it's important to be really supportive and seek out. And I also have some hotline numbers because we have a lot of national hotlines that people not, are not aware of that are answered 24 hours. We also have a crisis center in Oklahoma where they can go and get help as well. Okay. How do we? Uh, yes. Uh, and encouraging them, the, the, the big thing. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. You're fine. Keep going. I was just going to say, and if you notice those signs or symptoms in, in, in a family friend, a loved one, you it, encourage them to seek help to seek help for that issue. And you can even say, I'll go with you, because a lot of times people don't want to have, they don't want to go because they feel that stigma of I'm weak or there's something wrong with me because I'm asking for help. Okay. I have a, a live question, Miss Nicole, okay. from the live. And it says, when someone tells you they feel like they are suffering from depression, what should you do to help as a friend, parent, or coworker, especially when the person cannot tell you what they are depressed about? Uh, well, again, supportive statement. And a lot of times we, when people tell us something really severe, we don't necessarily know what to say. Um, it's something that I teach couples. It's called ref- reflective listening. You can just repeat back to them, and you can even say, okay, so what I hear you saying is that you're feeling depressed. So just acknowledging that you heard what they said is very good for some people because they feel like you're listening. And also encouraging them to seek out mental health services. That's the biggest thing. We have a lot of mental health professionals who are available to help people, but again, we still have that stigma of wanting to reach out for help. And if you know someone who's lonely, if that's the issue, I know we all have really busy schedules, but maybe even setting up time, like, hey, let's start having lunch once a week. Let's, you know, just do some things to encourage them to to get out of the house and know that they do have someone who cares about them. Oh, yeah, that's that's good advice. I I actually have another live question. Um, And this one says, can you talk to us as to how anxiety and depression correlate with one another? Mm Mm-hmm. Good question. So how anxiety and depression correlates to each other. Ooh, yes. Now that's a good question. Uh-huh. Yes. Well, when we have depression, it is a I don't I don't know if anyone has ever 
like dealt with depression, but it's almost like you're feeling like you're in a in a black hole and you don't see a way mm-hmm. out. And so then when you start feeling depressed and you think about, I'm not going to ever feel better, nobody's going to understand. Um, so then when you start having those thoughts, then it can also increase your anxiety. And so anxiety is, um, and people experience anxiety in different ways. It could start making you have panic attacks where there's a shortness of mm-hmm. breath. Um, you can feel your heart beat, your, your heart starts racing. Some people can't sit still because they're so anxious. So, and then also vice versa, you start feeling so anxious. I um, actually have some people in the past that I've worked with, they, their anxiety, they had a lot of social anxiety. So it would keep them from going to events that they really wanted to participate. And so then they started being isolated. So then they started feeling more depressed. Okay. So, okay. so did that answer your question? I think so. Me. They didn't have follow-up. Yeah. 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 This in general, like we are just wound up really, really tight. We're the, you know, everything is right now, and it's a big deal, and it's it's affecting our peers. I know I've noticed it within my peers. I've struggled with it since I was like 13 years old. So like, when I hear something yeah. like that, I believe it to be very, very true, and it affects us much more than like even our elders, because they say, y'all, we didn't, you know, we didn't have all that. You know, y'all stress yeah. about everything. I, I, so we hear it often, and it gets to be something that I think in a way gets to be hard to discuss because it is something that everybody has. So in a way you don't want to discuss it with anybody because it sounds like you're, you know, can't deal with it because everybody has it. So is there, you know, definitely reaching out to people, but is there something that you could tell someone who knows someone who might be needing to see some, get some help for that. And you recognize that they're trying to be proud in that moment and really need to talk to somebody about that. How would you suggest approaching them for that? So how would I suggest approaching someone that we can see that they're having some problems and some anxiety about getting some help? Is that the yeah. is that right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So always when you're going to talk to someone about an issue that they may try to hide from others or they may feel embarrassed or insecure about, it's always important to come to approach them in a more supportive manner, such as or even even if you want to open the door and say, this is what I've done. I, I feel this way sometimes, too, and I'm just wondering, sometimes I notice that you have um, your behavior changed or you're acting different, like you're down or you're sad, and just kind of suggest to them going and talking to someone or even saying you can come and talk to me and opening that door to let them know that you're there for them. And it it's also wise to even have a few numbers. Mm-hmm. Get some resources. If you know of anyone that you feel like could help them, you can say, hey, I noticed that you may be having this issue and I believe that this person would be a good fit for you. So I'm going to give you the number, and maybe they can help you 
deal with whatever you're going through right now. So always just remember to be non-confrontational and make supportive statements. Mm-hmm. So, so if so, Nicole, if you if you do confront, because I know, I for example, I've I've had conversations with people, and it suggested it, like you said, in a non-confrontational. I thought it was non-confrontational, and they rejected it or thought, oh, I'm fine, or you know, gave the usual stigma that we have in our community about, you know, I got Jesus, I'm okay, whatever. Um, how do you? Are there things you can do? After that, or do you just is it best just to leave it alone and kind of let them come to that conclusion themselves? I would not keep unless you feel like they're suicidal, I would not just keep beating them over the head with it, but I would suggest it and just always be supportive and say, Hey, I'll go with you if you ever feel like that. And um, and I'm glad you brought that up because that's one thing that I wanted to talk about because um, our faith and our spirituality and our community is is has helped us get through a lot of really difficult eras in our time. However, sometimes I think that we still have a stigma with our our spirituality that I'm weak and I'm not trusting in the Lord if I seek out mental health services. So yes, your faith and praying and all of those things are. Excellent, and we actually encourage those for coping skills, but it's important to seek out mental health professionals. That is why we have those. We have mental health professionals. We we work hand-in-hand with your spirituality. I I have uh, two more questions, and I think one of them you may talk about, because I know we're we're getting kind of close to the end uh, when you talk about resources and things. But uh, one question says, uh, my understanding is that minorities typically do not seek counseling a lot compared to whites. Due to that, what are the stats you can share on minority suicide, depression, bipolar, et cetera, compared to that of whites? Now, we we still, it's not not more prevalent in us, but we tend to experience it uh, the more serious and severe mental illness 20% higher than the general population. And that's because, and that's contributed to a lot of different reasons. One is lack of um, information. We tend to not recognize um, a lot of mental health symptoms. Like even in children, we'll say, oh, he's just bad. He's just being mm-hmm. bad. Well, there could be some ADHD there. Um, and like um, someone said earlier that, oh, I, it's, it's nothing wrong with me. I just need to pray. Just go to church, which those are good mm-hmm. resources. And please don't hear me say that um, there's anything wrong with that. But we tend to rely upon community and church and friends more than we rely upon mental health professionals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sure do. That's that's very good information for it to be twenty percent higher, and that made me think of another question. So, do you <laughs> think that that being black has its own mental strength? Yes. Is there a time for that? Well, and it also kind of depends on the environment that you're in as well. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you can be in an environment where you are the only minority in the situation. Uh, like a lot of times people who go to colleges and universities experience that a lot. They feel isolated mm-hmm. because there's not very many. And we also historically don't trust going to professionals because we think they're going to label us. There's also a lot of socioeconomic factors that come in play. A lot of us don't have health insurance. Money. They don't have money. Or money, yeah, because even if you have health insurance, a lot of the insurance plans, there's a copay. And so people don't want to pay that copay. And also lack of information. A lot of times people don't even know that mental health slash behavioral health services are even covered under our um, health insurance plans. And, and Nicole, that is, that is a good segue into um, one of the things that uh, Dr. Zeta wanted to uh, get clarification from you on about insurances um, and, uh-huh. how do, you know, where do we start? How do you look for... Um, are, you know, where do you go to look for to see if your insurance covers it? And then I want to just get this question in from a viewer. Uh, they were saying, well, what if you don't have anyone that supports you? So I thought maybe you can answer that and then go into, you know, the resources that you had. Okay. So that is also a good question because a lot of times we do have um, families and friends who we who aren't very supportive. And that you can go and seek out a mental health professional. They have different support groups. And we can also find support in other, in other situations. You don't necessarily have to use family or friends. You can start going to some support groups. You can go to some community groups. If your spirituality dictates that you go to church, join a small group there. You can start. It's like you have to build your own social network, your own sense of support. And I know that sounds easier said than done, but it is possible. And once we start recognizing that the places that we normally go to are not supportive and not what we need for our mental health, once we stop, once we learn that mm-hmm. and recognize that and break that cycle, it makes us more open to find support in other healthier avenues. Yeah. I agree. Yep. And so did you want me to go ahead and give some of those numbers? Uh, I really wanted – there are a couple of numbers that I really wanted to give out. Yes. Yeah. The National Suicide Prevention Lifeline is a 24-hour number. If anybody is feeling depressed or a suicidal or alone, you can call them. And it's 1-800-273-8255. Again, that number is one 800 273 8255 and there's another one if you are dealing with addiction that number is 1-800-522-9054 and also rape we didn't talk about that a lot but a lot of um, a lot of people are experiencing that and they are not reporting that so I want to give that yeah. number as well and that's 1-800-656 4673 One of the questions I have, are there, um, are these, are these, uh, are there also other pro bono services is one of the questions I got. Okay. And so then 
there are some pro bono. There are the community mental health centers in Oklahoma or any in any state that you're in. Community mental health, they have state funds that will help people who have um, limited income. So they have some that they can build to the contract, but they also offer a sliding scale fee where they can charge a lower rate. And the three here in Oklahoma are Red Rock, North Care, and Hope. Okay. I had one question that was for my live that I actually asked our listener to pause for this segment. Um, when we were discussing suicide and how it affects um, those who possibly are struggling with thinking of suicide, how do for those that are left after, say our loved one does go ahead and commit suicide, what resources are available for those who are left to grieve that loved one who has taking their life that way. Are there resources available for someone left to survive suicide? Left surviving suicide? Yes. Calm Waters, and I'm sorry I don't have that number. I'll look it up real quick. Calm Waters has free grief support groups, and they can go and um, participate in those groups. And then also that they can seek out the same mental health services because um, when we have a, when we lose a loved one through suicide, then we we can have complicated grief. Mm-hmm. We have we have different thoughts depending on the situation. There's a lot of guilt. There's just a lot of you know, um, it's a lot of different sadness that goes on there. A lot of different thoughts on the surviving family members or friends, things that they could have done differently. So it's just a lot of different things that they go through. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's good. Ooh, that was good. Mm-hmm. Thank you. We got to bring her back and finish this. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank yeah. you. It's, I appreciate you guys inviting a, me. It's just such a huge topic, and I think we, we, need, to, we need to stop allowing that stigma to, to reverberate to the point where, you know, we're constrained to not get help. Like, if you need help, get help. Yes. And there's nothing wrong with asking for help. Mm -hmm. And that's the main thing. If I don't convey anything else out of what I said today, in our African-American community and minorities, period, get help. And don't, don't down someone because they're seeking help. And don't criticize them, and don't make them think that they're not having they're not having a good spiritual relationship because they've sought outside help. So the more the most important thing is if you have a loved one who has mental health issues, please support them. Do not criticize them, and do not put them down because they need help. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Yes. And Nicole, I also want I want to give you a very special thanks from uh, Zainu Zeta. We thank you so much for um, accepting our invitation, and then thank you to Zainu Zeta for making sure the word gets out and sharing uh, this information so that we can get this topic out there. All right, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you again for joining us. We appreciate it, and we've shared your information on our lives, so I appreciate it. Have a good night, Nicole. Okay, thank you, and you too. Thanks. Okay. All right. That was a 
awesome, awesome, awesome segment. I appreciate all of our live listeners on all three of our lives for your questions. Like, y'all made that amazing. Appreciate that. <laughs> so um, we are going to go ahead and slide into our next song of the evening, which is Love Unconditional. Oh, jam. Love Unconditional by <laughs> Peace <laughs> Truth. Yes. This is the jam. Yes, it is. Yeah, don't go, now don't go nowhere. Don't go nowhere. Don't play. Let's go. Uh-huh. Yay. Yay. What we got right now for you is a Toe Jones. See the truth collaboration. It's okay to not care. Yeah, yeah. Fell up, 
Y'all, that is my whole jam. Like, I love that song. <laughs> Me too. Me too. We have been counting type of songs. Like, all three of these jams have been, yeah, classic, classic soup live. All right, so without further ado, because I can memory lane it all night when it comes to those three, um, we are going to go ahead and uh, finish this show off with Something that I think we've touched on all night, and this is going to be the perfect button to, to, to tighten this thing on up. So Mother, Mother Maybelline is going to discuss powerful prayer or performance prayer. A lot of the times when we're going through stuff, we go through the rigmarole of the, the song and the dance, but are we really putting power behind our prayers, or are we doing this for the show? I, I'm excited because, yeah, when it really gets real, you – Forget the show. I'm here for this already. Like I got these, I got God bumps already. Come on, Mother May, <laughs> let's, let's go ahead and button this thing on up for the people on this fine Tuesday. How you doing, honey? <laughs> oh, hey, Sugarfoot. Hey, hey, hey. Girl, you, you excited and I'm scared. I'm gonna make a couple of interviews tonight. <laughs> Lord, I. Tonight I'm nervous because somebody gonna think I'm directly talking to them, and the truth is I'm talking about 427 of my Facebook friends, not just one. Uh, <laughs> everybody. Child, how y'all doing? Oh, they coming on the live, child. I'm trying to get it together. Mother was in there making some late night poke chops. Now I'm trying to be healthy, but not tonight. <laughs> How y'all doing? Thank you for that beautiful introduction, girl. I can't wait to talk about it now. I can't wait to get off into it now. All right now. Now tell us where you at, girl. I'm here trying to get the people the information. How you doing? Mother over here working on her bangs, honey. I got to, you know, I got to uh, work on this wig. I can't let y'all see what's under my wig. You know, I got to keep it tight. I got to get with the stylist. I'm going to let y'all see what's under here one day. Only somebody can see what's under my wig is my sweetie. I done met him over doing some ministry work at the nursing home. I done made me a little friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, I go with the mission circle and do a little prayer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. What are you mm-hmm about now? You know I'm a saved woman, honey. You know saved women don't get freaky. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, don't know, I don't know what church you go to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And if somebody's sitting up with, with they wife right now saying thank you, Jesus, for the blessing of my freaking wife. <laughs> 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 what are you doing tonight? Oh, good. I'm good. Well, good. I hope I hope I do you proud now. I was gonna call you earlier and make sure you approve of this message. But I think the Lord is going to be with me tonight. I think it's going to be all right. <laughs> Let's hear Let's hear what you got. Well, let me thank my live viewers that's hopping on this uh, feed right now. I sure appreciate y'all, appreciate y'all for coming on. I done put on my good kimono. This is my little rest and give it a silk for y'all so I can look pretty on the little film. I put my good antique earrings on. <laughs> 
But listen, tonight, uh, y'all know I got to always tell you, we on the Scoop Radio Show every Tuesday night from 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. Central Standard Time. Y'all know you can call in at 929-477-2304. Now, Mother Maybelline is on every other Tuesday night. Obviously, this is my Tuesday from about 935 to 950. And uh, on the alter- alternative weeks, we got the fire starter, Miss Cicely V. So y'all don't miss out. You're going to get a good word whether it's me or her. Either way, it's going to get your work sturdy, okay? Hey, Mr. Get Down Brown, I am live. I just read your comment. Did that let you know I'm live? <laughs> I ain't going to give Mr. Get Down Brown no hard time. He actually sent me a scripture over prayer tonight. I appreciate that, friend. Good looking out. Now, uh, what we're talking about tonight, y'all, and I want y'all to hit this share button. Now, I know sometimes folks don't like sharing stuff on their page. I'm going to tell you what's a shame. Folks say they love you and won't do nothing to help you, but they sure call you when they need you. I ain't asking you for no money. I ain't asking you to help me uh, with my kids or pay no bills. I'm just asking you to hit the doggone share button. It's going to leave your feet anyway in about a month. Just hit that share button so Tyler Perry can get a hold of this y'all quick land. That's why you don't want to share it because you hate it. You don't want Tyler to get it because you want him to stay in the same track you in. That's your problem. Okay. Okay. All right, now. What we're talking about tonight is the power of prayer, so to speak. But the topic is powerful prayer versus performance prayer. Now, y'all excuse my voice now. My great-great-granddaughter, they church, got a new building on Sunday, and I done gotten a shout on. My voice ain't been right for two days, y'all, so y'all pray for me. Shout out to New Life Baptist Church in Enid, Pastor Larry Featherstone. Anyway, prayer, powerful prayer versus performance prayer. Honey, I know one thing about us. Now, I can't talk about every race, but I got friends, black, white, Asian, Hispanic, they believe in the Lord and they can pray. I can only talk about my people, because you know when we get to praying, Lord, I need you to come down right now, God, and touch this knee of mine, Jesus. I need you to chicken this, season this chicken meat when I eat it tonight, Lord. I need you to be in my greens, Lord, and this cornbread when I cook it tonight, Lord. Now, y'all know we get real dramatic with that prayer. Let me, let me first of all tell you, prayer is simply a communication tool with the Lord. And for some of y'all that think your prayer only gets through when you say, ha, 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 Save your vocal cords, baby. You ain't got to do all that. Now, sometimes we get emotional. Now, sometimes the spirit come in, but sometimes you and your feelings and your emotions. So, you know, I didn't even plan to say that. Thank you, Holy Ghost. But some of y'all missionaries and prophetesses and uh, uh, what else, and, and bishops and elders, because we got so many doggone titles like we need them, right? See, some of, so many of y'all, is in this thing where you got to have a certain sound. You ain't got to, oh, Lord. And some of y'all, I believe you think the harder you jack your jaw, the more the Lord can hear you. God, baby, give it a rest. Relax. Prayer is communication. It's a conversation with God. Y'all know what a conversation is? Now, you tell me. You out with your boyfriend or your girlfriend or somebody you courting or your husband or your wife. And they want to tell you something intimate, and they lean over in your ear, and they say, baby, I just want to tell you. What's intimate about that? Anyway, child, bring it down a notch. God can hear you. I promise you he can. Now, let's talk about the real nitty-gritty. Candace, how you doing, girl? I miss you, too. You need to come by and see me, girl. Someone said bring a six-pack of Bud Light when you come, but God changed my life. Just bring me a, a can of yam. Okay. Now, powerful prayer 
versus performance praise. I got bad news for some of y'all. Somebody calling me while I'm on the show. Girl, Shantae, then I'm going to call you out. Get off my phone, girl. Some of y'all are doing prayers on Facebook and social media. I don't know if you realize it, but to me, I feel like it's a performance prayer. Am I saying everybody that requests prayer on Facebook is faking it? No, I'm not saying that. And I believe that most of the time that you're asking for prayer, you probably really mean it. But what we have done as believers is we know specifically what the word says, and for some reason, we are starting to use social media as a way to have a discussion with the Lord. Some of y'all have gotten confused. You don't have to log into your Facebook account and type a conversation with God. Why are you doing that? Because see, when Jesus died, he broke the veil so that I can go directly to my Father in the name of Jesus. So why do you feel the need to type a prayer to God? Because the only way he's going to see it is on your Facebook status. And I sure hope you're making it public, because I guess if God ain't on your friends list, is it going to have access to Come on now, y'all. What, what are we doing? The word is very specific. And, and then there's a good group of y'all that you'll put, you have the nerve to say, pray for me, and don't ask no questions. Well, Negro, delete the whole post. <laughs> if you can't tell me, what I'm praying for, then you don't need to tell me. That means it's probably something that should be kept private. It's probably something that you should pick up your phone and call your close friends that you know that will pray for you, that you feel comfortable sharing and saying, I'm going through this thing and I want you to pray for me. But I can't touch and agree with you if you don't tell me what I'm touching and agreeing on. Make your request be known. I'm talking about read your Bible. Now, I'm going to say this example, and I hope the young lady, if you see this video, they will know that it is them. But I'm not trying to talk about you. I'm trying to let the Holy Spirit use an example. Someone had a prayer request a few days ago, and they were talking to God saying, Lord, you know what I'm going through. Just hold me, Father. I'm paraphrasing. And then she said, y'all pray for me, but don't ask why. Well, I said, if it's that intimate, why did you post it on Facebook? And her response was, if you have a real relationship with God, he'll show you what it is. You are lying. That's not how that works. First of all, you you don't have to get on Facebook to talk to God because, baby, you can just sit to yourself and quiet. Now, I'm just going to throw this scripture out here because I know time is already winding up. But Matthew 6 and 6 is very plain. And, you know, we put a lot in the words. But Matthew 6 and 6 says, I'm sorry, Matthew 6 and, hold on, y'all, I got to find it. But when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your father who's in the secret place. And your father who sees you in secret will reward you openly. See, some of y'all are making all these posts about, I ain't got to comment about the moves I'm making. Just watch what I'm making. Why you got to showboat what you want God to do for you? That ain't really no difference. If I got a request, I'm not saying I can't say, my blood pressure is up. Y'all pray for me. At least that way I know what you want me to touch and agree on. But you telling me to pray for you and, ain't my, and it ain't my business is like you asking me for, for $500. 
And I say what you need it for, and you tell me it ain't my business. Well, the Negro, the money ain't your business either. <laughs> How are you going to ask somebody to do something for you that be rude enough to say you ain't going to tell them why? I'm going to tell you why. Because we are attention hungry. Some of us want to seem so holy that we want to post everything got to be a prayer. Everything mm-hmm. got to be. When you go further into this scripture, it says, verse 7, and when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think they'll be heard for their many words. You think just because you can get on the Internet and type a five-page prayer that you did something? And I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to be funny, y'all. But these prayers, I, I ain't saying that a written prayer to God can't be effective. But some of it is vain. Some of y'all just showing off. Some of y'all is looking for sympathy. Some of y'all is looking for attention. That's different than actually wanting prayer. You need to just tell somebody, I want attention. That's like me getting on Facebook and saying, well, I ain't going to say nothing. Hmm. Well, you just said something when you said you wasn't going to say nothing, didn't you? You know, you're getting on there being misguided. Why do we need social media as a connection from God? If you want a powerful prayer, the prayers of the righteous avail as much. Everybody on your Facebook list ain't righteous. I don't want, as they say, everybody praying for me. And then you'll have the nerve, I'm going to wrap up, and then you'll have the nerve to get offended when somebody come on and ask you, well, why you put it on here anyway? Believers, y'all confusing the non-believers. Quit doing what's popular just because you teach. Even like the Bible say, we can post all day long encouragement. I can get on here all day long, and I can talk about the Lord and talk about good things. But guess what the Bible says? It said, go ye therefore. Go. It didn't tell me, hit the share button to save souls. It told me to get off my bum and go somewhere. Go where they at and talk to them about it. Some of y'all hiding behind that computer screen, and your ministry is real tough because you got like 100,000 viewers watching your word. But how many times you go by and actually physically see about somebody and share the word of the Lord? Because the Bible didn't say post. Ye therefore, the Bible said, go ye therefore. So you want a powerful prayer or you want a performance prayer? Some of y'all are performing and you're doing something that's contradictory to the word of God. It's not the way that we are supposed to be doing that. And I, and I, I wanted to try to be comical tonight, but it ain't nothing funny about it. This is actually just real. We can't draw people in if we, if we ourselves are confused about what we're supposed to do and how we're supposed to conduct ourselves in business. The next person I see that put on there, pray for me and don't ask why. Pray for me that I don't punch you in the face. I'm getting tired of it. I'm telling you, pray for me that I don't roll up on you, honey, and just, just get the WWF in you and just slam you to the ground and knock some sense into you. Quit it. If you've got a prayer request and you want somebody to touch and agree, tell them why. If you're having an intimate moment with the Lord, don't write your conversation to God on Facebook and then have the nerve to tell me I ain't going to say what I need 
so the enemy can get busy. Baby, you just said it when you typed it on social media where anybody has access. You a lie, and the truth ain't in you. You want attention, and that's different than a prayer request. I'm done, y'all. It ain't about playing no games. It's time to keep it real. Time is winding up. Y'all see all the chaos happening in the world. You're going to play your game and play like you're holy, holy, and going to get to them gates and find out you can't get in. Get in your word and quit trying to impress folks and get for real. That's all I got. <laughs> That's all I got. You know, sometimes right. it's about being funny, y'all. Right. Sometimes it's about being funny, but sometimes it's about souls. Tonight is about souls. Somebody need to know that. You're playing games and quit playing. Quit making a mockery of God and get for real about your prayer. I love y'all. All right. Don't be fighting folks on the street. Don't fight. Don't, what you say, baby? Don't be fighting folks because they social. Don't media. be fighting folks. Yeah. Oh, baby. Now, if I get to hitting somebody, it's going to just be a KO, a TKO. It ain't going to be no fight. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't going to fight nobody. I love you, sugar. Y'all have a good one. <laughs> All right. Thanks, mother. Thank y'all. That's Mother Maybelline. Yes, Mother. All right, we've got four. We've got four minutes. Uh, so let's go ahead and wrap this this puppet up. Uh, Kels, if you actually, we got three minutes and thirty seconds. So Kels, go ahead. You can go ahead. Um, good show tonight. Thanks again to the Blue Family for jumping on. Um, be happy and be productive for the rest of the week. See y'all next Tuesday. Oh, actually Tuesday after. My yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, as always, I appreciate each and every one of my live viewers. Your comments are always um amazing and help us have great shows. Um I know Wynn is gonna cover it, but um please keep in mind that we are having our summer reset and refresh series this week. It has been great, so be sure to keep up with that. Wynn is gonna be sure and give us all of the information here shortly. But aside from that, I wish you all love and light and a really, really positive week and we will see you Tuesday afternoon. Y'all have a happy fourth of July. <laughs> all right. So um, let's see. So next week, of course, uh, as as you as he alluded to, we are actually uh, we off for the fourth, so we will have a uh, replay. Um, so you can listen to that. Um, but thank you to everybody who tuned in tonight. Thank you to Nicole Watson for tuning in. Um, we are. I put her information in my live, and everyone else put their put it in there as well. So if you have any questions. Um, please feel free, especially if you're in the Oklahoma City area, to look her up and visit her practice. Um, we definitely need to make sure that we are serious about our mental um, our mental health because um, everyone is needed. So um, please, please don't play with it. Don't think that it's anything wrong if you need um, some help. Um, lastly, if you have a couple of things, if you have not um, gotten your free copy of Nouveau Exposure Magazine, which is our digital magazine, please go to NouveauExposure.org and download it. Uh, it is an awesome <laughs> publication um, that I think you will enjoy. Also, we have our Reset and Refresh series happening this week. You can jump on at 6 o'clock Central Standard Time on the Global Drive uh, Network Facebook page and check it out tomorrow. Um, we have the Bells uh, are going to be talking about resetting your community. Then on Thursday, we're going to be talking about um, resetting your future. 
Um, and then on Friday, my mind went blank. But on Friday, we were talking. What were we talking about Friday? Um, Saturday, Friday. Oh, reset, refresh your mind. It's Thursday. Reset your future. It's Friday. So it's at 6 o'clock on the Global Drive page. Definitely check that out. Uh, and then last but not least, the word on Wednesday will be back tomorrow with Pastor Burns. So y'all tune in at 7 o'clock. Oh, one more thing. If you are an independent music artist, we want to play your music. So send it to us at globaldriveradio at gmail.com. And just like the music you heard tonight, we will um, get it played. Um, thank you all for tuning in tonight. I hope you all have a good rest of your week. We appreciate you guys. Uh, and to all those Zetas and Sigmas, y'all came through tonight, but that's all right. Um, I'll still wonder. But uh, thanks for tuning in. Have a good rest of your night. <laughs>